What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Grant with Arrowhead Live. This is episode 29, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Ori and Austin, as well as our new producer, Johnny Kane. And uh, we are glad to have Johnny here. Um, he is going to be doing all of our producing, as I said. And uh, he did a podcast with Bob Fesco of 610 Sports um, last week, and you know that turned out great. So you guys, if you haven't already, go ahead and check that out. Um, how are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great. I'm just enjoying the Chiefs run right now. Everything I think nobody really expected this, maybe, but they kind of did. And now that it's here, everybody's just enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I, I mean, I've been saying this all week. It's it's just a different feeling, and like I don't think I would be disappointed if the Chiefs lost. To be honest, like I would obviously I would love for them to win. Uh, but honestly, I'm just happy to be here after all these years of waiting. Um, I'm happy to be in the Super Bowl, and I know that. This team is on the right track, and uh, we're ready to go. And I think uh, that I think we're going to pull this thing off. And I yeah, think the biggest think thing that... for Chiefs fans right now is just enjoying the moment right now. I mean, it, we haven't been here in fifty years, so right now, if you're a Chiefs fan, enjoy the moment. Don't really get caught up in winning or losing. Just enjoy the moment right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think that honestly, this year I've, I've been way more confident in the Chiefs as of late than I was towards the end of the the year last year. Um, I was sitting down with my dad and we were watching the, the game versus the Titans and he, you know, we got down a little bit and he was, you know, he started freaking out. He pacing around the room and he was like, how are you just sitting there so calm? And I, I honestly was like, I'm, I really think I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I think we're going to come back. I, I've seen what we did in the previous game. Um, you know, I think they can come back from almost any deficit. So we got down, you know, 10 or whatever it was to, to the Titans. I wasn't too worried about it. And I think that's something that, you know, as a Chiefs fan, we haven't had for a long time. Yeah, I loved it. I was, uh, you know, I'm younger than the rest of you guys, but it's still been rough, you know, from when I was younger. And so I'm just, you know, ready for the Chiefs, for this to be the norm for the Chiefs, because we've got Patrick for the next, you know, hopefully, what, 10 years. So hopefully this can become the norm and we can just get used to winning football in KC, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, we were so close last year um, to making the Super Bowl, and uh, I think that I think what you're saying is, I mean, I think that this is going to become the norm for us. Uh, I mean, back-to-back AFC Championship appearances, uh, an AFC Championship victory this year, uh, and then obviously we were literally one play away from an AFC Championship victory and another Super Bowl appearance last year. Um, so real quick, let's just flash it back to that Texans game. Uh, I know we discussed it a little bit. Uh, Johnny discussed the the Texans game as well with Bob Fesco, um, but let's just flash back to the Texans game, discuss a little bit about what we saw um, and things that we can draw from that game to apply here to the 49ers game, uh, the Super Bowl in Miami, uh, and then let's do the same with the Titans game as well and just you know discuss some things that we're going to expect from the Chiefs, uh, things that you know we're need them to do uh in order to you know overcome some things that the 49ers might present um so let's just get started really quick right into that uh Texans discussion uh what did you guys think about that game obviously I know most of us were there uh at the game uh so what were your takeaways from that game and what do you think that uh pros and cons of that game things that we learned that can be applied to the 49ers game I mean I'll go first I think that we saw that the spotlight's never going to be too big for Mikul. Um, you know, his kick return was really important. And I feel like eventually, you know, this might not be his biggest year in the playoffs because um, he doesn't get as many touches as he should. But in the future, we're, we know that we have someone we can rely on, not just in the special teams, but hopefully coming up as a major part of, in our offense in the future. Adding on to that, yeah. I mean, not only me, Cole, but you have number 15, Patrick Mahomes. Anytime you have him, you're never going to be out of a game. I mean, just the way he really willed that team to a victory, some of those throws he made, I mean, those are just big-time, big-league, MVP type of throws. Obviously, the reigning MVP, so you know he can make those type of throws. But having Patrick Mahomes back there, you are never going to be out of a game. And he just showed that they're against the Texans and really willed that team to a victory. Yeah, and I think, you know, for and for my opinion, I said I, I'm more confident this year. Uh, I think, you know, that's all, all due to Mahomes. And it's just, you know, he really submitted, submitted himself uh, in that Texans game when, you know, we got down so so much so early. And I said, oh, wow, you know, are we are we really doing this again? Is this, you know, are we just going to come out here and look like a joke? But uh, like you said, if you, if you have Mahomes on, 
you know, on the team, you're always going to be in it. Um, I think that, you know, that, that kind of really, you know, put, you know, put him ahead of a lot of the other quarterbacks as far as, you know, if you're confident, confident they're going to lead the team back. Um, he's really just, you know, switched everything around as far as, you know, the way we feel as, you know, in Chiefs Kingdom. So um, going forward, uh, I think that the the 49ers are going to are going to try to run, you know, and I think that uh, a lot of people are saying that, you know, we stopped Derrick Henry and, you know, we should be able to stop them, which I agree with. Um, but I think that we they're they're going to be doing different types of things. You know, they like to do little short uh, sc- short screen pass and those type of things. And um, you know, was it how do you pronounce his name? Is it Mozart? Mostert, Mostert, Mostert. Raheem Mostert, yeah. something like that. Yeah, he's, he's been looking really good lately. But I think that you know Andy Reid will have something dialed up for it. You know, he's been waiting on this you know for for his whole life, uh, and I I think we're going to get the job done. Yeah, and I think something that is you know gets me going for this game uh, is just the fact that, you know, the first time we faced the Texans, we struggled with Carlos Hyde. Uh, The first game against the Titans, we struggled enormously with Derrick Henry. Um, And then we go into the playoffs, we play both of those teams, and we shut both of those players down effectively. And uh, I think going into a game, another team with a strong rushing attack uh, with Raheem Mostert, uh, you know, you got Tevin Coleman if he if he ends up playing. Uh, they've got Brita, and they've just got a nice stable of guys that anybody can come out there and rush for 100 yards, 150 yards at any time. And I think Mostert's got that uh, – he got that game last week out of his system, and, you know, Derrick Henry did the same thing against the, the Ravens. And so I think that there's going to be a new guy in San Francisco – next week um, in the Super Bowl that is going to take over at running back and, and be the main guy. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think, you know, the more that the 49ers mix it up, the more complicated they make it, I think the bigger advantage it is for the Chiefs. One thing is, though, you do have to keep an eye on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he has had a really good year. He's near 4,000 yards passing on the season, and they do have some weapons. I mean, Debo Stam- Samuel, he's been a really stud this year. Also, George Kittle, arguably one of the best tight ends. In the NFL, obviously, Travis Kelsey, we see as the best tight end in the NFL. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he can do some good things. So I look at it as a little bit different than the Titans, just in the sense of they do have a more of a quarterback that can drop back and sling it around a little bit. So that is a little bit more of a problem that kind of worries me. But I agree with you guys. I mean, the fact that we stopped Derrick Henry last week, that's got to be a lot of confidence for Spags in this defense, especially the inside. That defensive line is playing lights out right now. I'm definitely excited to see what Spags does in terms of controlling George Kittle, whether he has Tyran Matthew on him um, or he's, you know, is comfortable using the linebackers. I think that Kittle is going to be a big part of whether or not the Chiefs defense has success um, in limiting Jimmy Garoppolo to having a a good game. Yeah, and I think that he's staying on the whole Kittle thing is that he just has such great energy. He gets their their team going. He gets their offense going. I think we need to match, be able to match his energy. You know, with the guys, um, you know, who have been there have been doing that toward, all year, and especially towards the end of the year. And Tyre Matthew and Frank Clark. Uh, you know, all the videos of Clark have been awesome. Um, you know, shutting shutting down Henry. And um, I think we need to go into this game with with that same energy. I don't. I, you know, if we sit there and you just kind of try to contain. Uh, Kittle, I don't think it's going to end well. I think we need to be aggressive on him. I think we need to, you know, come in there and, and lay the hammer down quick because you know he's going to be ready for it. Yeah, and then I mean, tight or Forty ers fans and a lot of people around the league want to want to pin, you know, George Kittle as the best tight end in the league because for one, it's his blocking ability is is a huge threat um, in this game, and and that's something that we're definitely going to need to be focused on. We don't need guys, uh, particularly Tyron Matthew. Uh, to get you know locked up there at the second level um, by George Kittle in in on run plays, uh, you know Tyron Matthew needs to be aware of that, which I absolutely think he will because he's probably one of the um, sharpest football players in the NFL, and um, you know he's going to go out there and he's going to know that George Kittle is a capable blocker, and I think that Tyron Matthew is going to have uh, something to fight against that, and I think that you know Tyron Matthew obviously he's been huge for this Chiefs team um, week in and week out. And I think that I think this is definitely going to be a game where Tyron Matthew, you know, shuts it down um, and basically takes George Kittle and uh, possibly the running back out of the game completely. Um, and then, you know, it allows our our defensive backs to go out there and 
shut down Jimmy Garoppolo's arm. Uh, Debo Samuel and um, Emmanuel Sanders, they're, they're great wide receivers. Um, but, you know, George Kittle is that main threat. And uh, that's going to be the guy that we're going to need to focus on. And if we want to make this team one dimensional, uh, then we also need to take that running game out of it and, you know, let them, like I said, let Jimmy Garoppolo try to beat him, beat us with his arm. And uh, if we if we're able to do that, you know, I, th- I think we'll put ourselves in a good position um, as long as we don't get down, you know, 24 to zero. Um, I think we come back from a 10 point deficit. That's not really, you know, a huge issue, but, you know, getting down 24 to zero, like we did against the, against the Texans is, is not a position that we want to be in. Not at all. We definitely have to start fast. Um, Andy Reid teams in the playoffs are normally, um, you know, tied to starting slow. So hopefully that will not be the narrative of the Super Bowl. Another thing that I would love to see Andy Reid break is his um, just utter his, he just can't use timeout correctly in any way late game. And I would hate for that to be the reason that the Chiefs lose here in the Super Bowl. So hopefully he can break that trend. And uh, he's got someone upstairs who's calling him for him because that will be the most Chief-like way um, for Andy Reid to lose us the Super Bowl. Yeah, and one thing that um, I've kind of been thinking about uh, since we since we won the AFC Championship is the fact that we always talk about how Andy Reid takes his foot off the gas at the end of football games. Uh, that's not going to be a factor here in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the Chiefs have nothing to lose. It's the last game of the year. Um, if somebody gets hurt, you know, they've got all offseason long to recover. Um, so it's not like he's trying to preserve anyone for the next game. Like he has um, year in and year out, you know, every single week uh, we see it and it's cost the chiefs games at times, um, but they're, they're not going to do that this year or this week or next week, I guess. And um, you know, they're going to go out there and I think they're going to be, you know, foot on the gas full speed. And uh, I think Andy Reed is just going to come out with some stuff that we've never seen before. Uh, and I think that, like I said, I've got a hundred percent trust in the guy. Yeah, and I mean, I at this think... point, can we almost throw away that that kind of narrative that Andy Reid is not going to put his foot down on the pedal after these last couple of weeks? I mean, you look at the Texans game, we're up, and he still scores 51 points in that game. And then you also look at last week, we're up 11, that big, long pass play to Sammy Watkins that really sealed it. I don't know. If, I, I mean, I just look at it as I think we can kind of start putting that narrative to bed. I think he's heard that enough to where he's not going to let that happen. Obviously, it is the biggest game on the biggest stage. So sometimes you do make decisions you're not used to in the next couple of weeks and everything's kind of magnified. But I think you got to start looking at that as maybe putting that to rest just because of the fact that Andy Reid has shown in the last couple of weeks that he will put his foot his foot on the throat if he has to. Yeah, I, I think that going off that, um, I don't know if, you know, I think he'll he'll be putting his foot down, but I also think that this team won't let him <laughs> not do that. Uh, I think Mahomes is, you know, if if Andy starts kind of slowing things down, I think Mahomes um, has has a pretty good push and what they do, the plays they're calling. Um, I don't think that he'll let that happen. I know that he knows what this means to to him, and he knows what this means to you know a lot of the guys on the team. A lot of the guys have been waiting for a long time uh, to get a Super Bowl win, so um, I, I really don't think that they're going to let that happen, even if Andy for some reason goes into turtle mode. But um, I, I just don't see it happening uh, with the guys that they have he has around him. Oh, no. Andy's not going to go into turtle mode. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, we've seen it, you know, year in and year out with Andy Reid. Um, I mean, even in the playoffs, you know, first game of the playoffs, we've seen times where uh, our offense just disappears. Uh, not since we've had Mahomes. You know, Mahomes is he's a different player. Um, but, you know, especially in the Alex Smith era where uh, we go into playoff games, you know, we're we're 12 and four or 11 and five. Um, and then we get to the playoffs and we lose to the Titans because of some BS at the end of the game where, you know, we couldn't keep the offense rolling. Um, and obviously, like I said, he hasn't done that this playoffs. Um, you know, as Johnny said, he hasn't done that this playoffs and, you know, he's not going to do it in the Super Bowl. This is going to be uh, 100%. There's, there's no cause for, for preserving players or anything like that. Uh, this is going to be balls to the wall. And um, I mean, obviously, the 49ers are going to have are going to be balls to the wall as well. And uh, they're going to be playing their hearts out. Um, But, you know, I just have a different feeling about this team and than I do about the 49ers. And, you know, I watch as much football as possible. And I just think the Chiefs have the edge here. And obviously, Vegas agrees. I mean, the Chiefs opened up as a point and a half favorite um, on a neutral field. And um, I think the Chiefs are going to go in here and take this one. And, you know, the way that they have overcome adversity in the first two games is, is, is going to be telling of how they play here in the 49ers game. 
the 49ers haven't had to deal with a ton of adversity. They've, they've kind of had smooth sailing through the playoffs and uh, they're going to, this is going to be their biggest test of not only the playoffs, but the entire season. And, um, you know, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be sharp. They're going to have to, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to have, you know, the best arm that he's had of his career. And, you know, I think the way that our defense has been playing and the way that our offense has been playing, I, I don't think that the 49ers are up to that test. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. And I mean, I could be naive about this right now, but uh, that's just my gut feeling. And, you know, I, I just have, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I just, this is a different feeling than I've ever had about any chiefs team ever. And maybe it's just because this is the first time I've ever seen them in a super bowl. Um, but you know, I, I honestly have no idea. And Grant, you mentioned you yeah. talk about the 49ers not really facing much adversity this season. I think that makes it even more important for the Chiefs to get off to a really fast and good start again the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the last couple of weeks, they haven't gotten off to great starts, but obviously they've been able to come back and correct that. But this is the Super Bowl. I mean, this is the biggest stage. You cannot get down to a team like the 49ers that are playing lights out right now because they're playing with all the confidence in the world the 49ers are right now. So if you give them that much confidence and let them get off to a you know 14 nothing 17 three lead anything like that it's going to be that much tougher because all of a sudden you get in the big game nerves start flying a little bit you start making a couple more mistakes and then before you know it you're really down and out of a game like that so you feel like this is one of those games even more than the last couple where you have to get off to a good start if you're Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. in the offense and also the defense as well yeah and I I think that uh you mentioned earlier that Garoppolo's having a great season and he is but I, I don't know if he's used to, ha- you know, if we take away the run and uh, make him throw it, make him throw it at us. I don't know if he's quite used to that. Uh, you know, if he's been, they've had an established run pretty much all year, um, at least one that can complement him pretty well. Um, if we get him in in the biggest stage and we go ahead and you know if we take away the run and make him throw it at us, I think he's going to make a few mistakes. Um, and, I, and I just don't see. You know, I don't see Mahomes making more mistakes than Jimmy Garoppolo does. I don't see him outplaying Mahomes in any way. And so I think it's really going to come down to how our defenses play. And right now our defense is probably as hot as it can get, um, you know, for our team. And um, I just think that I think we're going to be all right. I think they're going to get some takeaways. I'm, I'm predicting two interceptions on Garoppolo. And um, I think I just really I just think there's a kind of a calm to this team and uh, the way that I feel about them, that is. And I think I just think we're going to get the win. I agree. Tyron Matthew is too good of a player to not cause the turnover in this game. And honestly, I kind of feel the same way about Frank Clark and the way he's been playing these last few weeks. Um, and that's, you know, that's the entire reason that Brett Veach brought them on. Um, and I think that Kansas City really needs to sit back and look at how great those signings were and um, how great of moves they were by Veach and hopefully not take them for granted um, whenever they come out the biggest in you know the Super Bowl and hopefully bring it back to KC. But I think that those are going to be two of the most uh, key, key players in this game. I agree with you, Ori. Do you guys think that uh, – have you guys been paying attention to that, uh, Art, that Revis and Sherman argument going back and forth on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. So that. if you haven't, basically uh, Revis was calling out Sherman saying that he just sits back in the zone and he – uh, doesn't want to man up on anybody and you know shut him down. Do you guys think that they'll stay in that in that um, you know in that th- cover three man that they or cover three that they always do, or do you think that they're going to try to switch it up? I mean, he's going to have to do something if he wants to shadow Tyree Kill. Um, you know, he's going to have to man up and he's going to have to beat Tyree Kill off the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, Tyree Kill is going to blow right by him uh, all game long and. I think Tyree Kill, you know, he's kind of been sitting back. I mean, he did have two touchdowns, but in terms of, you know, overall performance, um, you know, several having, you know, eight, ten catches uh, like we've seen him do before with, you know, 150 or 200 yards. um, I think we're going to see one of those performances this week. I just don't think, you know, Richard Sermon at this stage in his career and the way that he plays, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with Tyree Kill. Um, especially if he's sitting back in that cover three and, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to beat up Tyree kill off the line of scrimmage. And, you know, cause like I said, Tyree kill is going to run straight past Richard Sherman and, uh, you know, Richard Sherman doesn't have the hips or the, uh, the speed to, to recover at this stage in his career. Yeah. And I think that, um, as far as, you know, exploiting that, that zone coverage, if they want to stay in it, uh, Kelsey's been doing a really great job of finding those soft spots in the zone 
And um, I, I think that he's going to have a big game this this upcoming week. Um, you know they're going to try to take away from him. They can double him. But he just has a knack for getting in that – finding that soft spot in the zone, turning around. And you can, you've can you already seen the chemistry that Mahomes and Kelsey have together. Um, Mahomes will throw you know, before Kelsey even knows the ball's coming. Uh, it's just really fun to watch. And it, it's almost unfair at times the way that you – know, the, the chemistry that they have together. And I think the way Patrick – I mean, you look at him against zone coverages this year, he has torn them up. Granted, he's torn up basically anything you throw in front of him. But if they want to play that zone, I think the Chiefs are perfectly fine with that because, I mean, you have a guy like Travis Kelsey over the middle, and like you said, Tyree Kill. Also, Sammy Watkins, he has been a stud here in these playoffs. Yeah. Big game last week as well. A couple of big games here actually here in a row for Sammy Watkins. So at this point, I don't know if there's really a defense that – you can be extremely comfortable with going against these Chiefs because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, just the stats prove it. He's just as good against the zone than he is in man. So I don't know if there really is a defense that you can throw out there to really even slow this offense down right now. Yeah, Johnny, and before this was before your time with Arrowhead Live, but um, <laughs> before uh, the Texans game, you know, Ori and Austin, myself, we sat and discussed uh, who the catalyst would be for for the playoffs uh, and, and my offensive guy, albeit I failed on the defensive side of the football, I said Armani Watts. I thought he was going to come in and have, have a big role on this defense you know, going forward, and he hasn't had much of an impact. But my offensive guy was Sammy Watkins, and, and they called me crazy, and they bashed me forward on the episode. And I said, look, Sammy Watkins came in last year, and he performed great in the divisional round, and then he performed great in the AFC Championship game as well. And I think this guy is just built for the playoffs and, and he's come out and he's proven that this year. And I think, I honestly think he has made a case uh, to come back for the 2020 season in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. I'm not sure he'll be back on that $21 million cap hit, uh, but I do think that he'll be a Kansas City Chief uh, in 2020, if not uh, beyond. And that's something I mentioned last week on my podcast when I did with Bob Fesco. I mean, you look at Sammy Watkins, he really is a difference maker for this offense. And I said going into last week, they need if you can get 50 yards out of Sammy Watkins, you'd be happy with that just because at that point you really had gotten nothing from him all season long except for that week one explosion against the Jaguars. But last week, or against the Texans, he has 70 yards. And also last week, big game as well, near 100 yards for him as well, over 100 yards. And he's just been the catalyst in these playoffs so far. And I think he is that difference maker because you get Sammy Watkins going, not only frees up Travis Kelsey, but also you cannot double team Tyree Kill over the middle and over the top as well. So he just does so much for this offense, opens it up. He's the catalyst for this offense, I look like, especially here in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. And I think that Sammy Watkins is going to come out here. I know Richard Sherman is their, their shutdown cornerback. I think Sammy Watkins is going to come out. I think he has proven enough over these last two games to have the 49ers, you know, give him a little bit more attention uh, than the Texans and the Titans gave him. And I think that, like I said, I think that's going to free up Tyree Kill a little bit, maybe Travis Kelsey. And I think that these guys are going to go off. I think, like, I think Tyree Kill is, I think Tyree Kill is really going to have an absolutely ridiculous game. I think he's going to have a Raheem Mostert, you know. Hmm. NFC championship type game uh, from the wide receiver position. And um, we'll, we'll have to see about that. But another guy that I'm really keeping an eye on here is Damian Williams. And the reason for that is that the, the 49ers love this four man rush. And I think that if Damian Williams can run a little slip screen, uh, you know, slip screens that we love to see the chiefs run. I think that Damian Williams could really get freed up and go crazy uh, in the passing game. Yeah. And I, I think I that Damian Williams has uh, been one of the most underrated guys on the team, you know, throughout the playoffs. He's been able to uh, been able to get yards. When one game he had, what was it? Do you have two or three touchdowns? I think he had two. two uh, yeah. So, he, you know, going into the playoffs, you know, a lot. Of, I think a lot of teams weren't really worried about him. And I don't, you know, I think that he's capable, like you said, of, you know, he can break off a big one every once in a while. Um, he's actually been the most re- reliable running back we've had, you know, going into the season, we didn't really know who's going to be that guy. It kind of started with him. Then, it, then they put McCoy in and now we haven't seen anything of McCoy. So, um, you know, it's, I think that he's actually stepped up quite a bit and uh, made a decent impact. And I think that he's going to have a nice game against, uh, you know, against the 49ers as well. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, 
I think that the more key receiver is going to be Meikle Hardman than Sammy Watkins. I think he'll have a greater impact, not just because he's on special teams, but I think that uh, Mahomes is really going to have some plays for Meikle this game. Everybody knows he's fast, but the offense has rarely utilized him as much as they should during the regular season and even these past two games. So I think that maybe Andy Reid has been saving up some plays for Meikle. Um, I think Mahomes is just ready to air a couple deep ones to him. So hopefully that comes and we get some big uh, big yardage plays and Meikle, um gets gets playoff success uh, in his career early so that it's you know nothing big to him later and on. And back to Damian Williams as well. I mean, you look at the 49ers defense, they're middle of the pack this year in rushing defense. They give up about 112 yards per game. And Damian Williams, he's playing with so much confidence right now. And why wouldn't you? I mean, he's had a big playoffs really the last month and a half, two months. He's been huge for the Chiefs offense. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Reid try to run the ball a little bit more just against this defense that is kind of middle of the pack. But because you look at the 49ers' pass defense, they give up 169 yards a game. That's first in the league. They only give up 19 points per game. That's eighth in the league. And only 281 total yards a game. That's second in the league. So this pass defense is really good for the 49ers. I would not be surprised to see Andy Reid use Damian Williams a little bit more and run the football some more. I want to talk about LaShawn McCoy uh, just for a second. Do you guys think he's going to be active? No. I don't know. It's 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 kind of been a weird situation with him. Um, I th- I thought Andy would have brought him in by now if he was going to be active. Um, you know, just because he had that vet, he has veteran experience. I, I but I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I know that you know Andy Reid goes with the hot hand a lot for running backs, uh, and I guess Damian Williams has been that, but. It's been kind of a weird situation that we've had going on so far, so I, I really don't know if we'll be active or not. Yeah, I'm interested to see that because, I mean, I don't know if a guy like Darwin Thompson will get the the look over you know a guy like Shady McCoy, but um, Andy Reid's been saying all along that uh, you know they're saving Shady McCoy for the playoffs and they're saving him for for that postseason push. And you know, at this point, I, I'm not sure that we can say that that was true mm-hmm. um unless he comes out in the super bowl and he's the starting running back i which i doubt is highly doubt is going to happen um but it's just an interesting uh, little scenario there where you know andy reed basically benched him he made him inactive a healthy scratch um and then said that they were preserving him for the playoffs and we haven't seen him at all during the playoffs um but i could definitely see a scenario where they make darwin thompson inactive uh, the team's basically going to be fully healthy this week. So uh, that running gra- running back group is going to be, you know, interesting to see. Damian Williams has, he's he's played well, um, but, you know, in the same breath, he hasn't, you know, been running for a ton of yards. He hasn't been, you know, breaking big runs hardly at all. And um, so I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with LaShawn McCoy and, and if they, you know, really do make him inactive for the Super Bowl uh, and what is probably – most likely the last chance at a Super Bowl that he has um, in his career. I don't think at this point you can even play yeah, LaShawn McCoy at this point. I mean, you haven't had him active the last couple of weeks, and Chiefs fans would riot if you put LaShawn McCoy in the game and he happens to fumble. I mean, just the fact that he hasn't played in a couple of weeks and he has had those fumble problems this year, I don't think you can make him active at this point. I just don't think you can. I just want it for the good story. Um, I don't know. I I want LaShawn McCoy to be able to say that he had an impact in his, you know, Super Bowl ring that we're going to get him before he retires. Um, but it's probably not probably not going to happen just because Andy Reid um I I think he knows that the chance is too high for um LaShawn to fumble and then the fans to just um, you know, eat away at the team. Um, and him for the decision. So I think Damian Williams will do good. He's, I think he's going to have more of an impact um, through the passing game uh, than he will the rushing. But I think that Darwin is going to be the active uh, second string. Yeah, and, and I mean, it sucks that we lost Spencer Ware and we lost Daryl Williams. Um, but, you know, Damian Williams, he kind of has been a breath of fresh air since he re- returned from his injury. Uh, and I think Darwin Thompson, he's got a little bit of juice as well. So I don't think he's going to get a ton of touches if he gets any touches at all here during the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see Darwin Thompson going forward. I think he is an explosive guy. 
I don't think he'll ever be a workhorse running back or, or a first string running back for that matter. But um, I think Darwin Thompson can be a guy that can come in and, you know, be a number two and be that, you know, our Raheem Mostert type of guy. Um, and I think that we're going to draft a running back going forward. I don't think Damian Williams is the answer. Um, but I think for the Super Bowl that I think, Johnny, you're right, uh, that, you know, John, Damian Williams is, is going to be the guy uh, here for, you know, the Super Bowl. I mean, I look at it, too. You talked about Damian Williams a little bit and just the fact that he hasn't really broken off many big runs or anything like that. But I noticed there in that Titans game, he did have a couple of key first downs running the football and that was something the Chiefs were able to do control the clock a little bit and kind of keep the ball away from the Titans and not let Derrick Henry get back on the field and try to get any type of rhythm going so Damian Williams he has gotten back going gotten things going a little bit as far as just those key runs when we needed it to you know earlier in the season and a couple you know in the past couple of years sometimes we've gotten up big we've tried to run the football and it hasn't been successful but I do feel like Damian Williams is in a pretty good spot and in a pretty good role right now so I'm pretty comfortable with having Damian Williams be there in the backfield. Okay, so as far as going back to who's going to be active for the game, when I think about, you know, I think Darwin Thompson would probably be the safer bet just because McCoy hasn't been playing. But And I really want Thompson to do well. I, I really do. I like him. I want him to do well. But he really hasn't shown me that much. You know, every time he gets in, I'm like, oh, come on, it was Thompson again. But not, nothing really big happens. Like, I know he doesn't get as many yards as, or as many uh, touches as you know you, you can get to make a fair evaluation of him, but um, I, I don't know. I think that it'd be nice to have McCoy as you know the set, the backup for this game, and um, maybe throw him in for a, you know a trick play or something. Maybe it doesn't have to go to him, but just to you know just some, give something uh, the Fortnite to think about and uh, you know see what happens. Obviously, you you do have, take that risk of McCoy fumbling. And then everybody jumps on Andy Reid because he looks like an idiot. But, you know, you, you never know. He could bring a spark that we need at some point in the game if for some reason this game doesn't go, you know, according to plan. But you, you just kind of never know. I, I, I for, In my mind, I, I, there's got to be something. In my mind, there's got to be something else that's, that, that's going on. I, I don't know uh, why after having such a long relationship with Reed and McCoy that he's not getting a chance at all. You know, I know he has the fumbling problems, but it just seems like I said, I've said multiple times, it just seems weird to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, I'm who knows, maybe LaShawn McCoy is dealing with some, with some health stuff uh, that we're not aware of. Um, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. And I mean, we know LaShawn McCoy is not going to be around for, for this next season, but um, let's roll with Damian Williams and, you know, let's get this Super Bowl ring. And obviously they're not going to win it on the heels of a running back like the like the 49ers potentially are going to be relying on. Uh, but I mean, we've got Patrick Mahomes, you know, under center and and that's our guy. That's the guy that's going to win us this game if we win it. And uh, so it doesn't really matter at this point about LaShawn McCoy. Uh, it's just a really just a interesting little uh, discussion that you know is needs to be had because who knows what the deal with LaShawn McCoy is and um, it's you know like you said Andy Reid and LaShawn McCoy to ha- have had a relationship for a very long time and for him to get benched like this is is just very odd yeah and also I mean if you look at it too I mean if it comes down to the fact that we were worrying about the running back situation. I, something went terribly wrong because the Chiefs offense obviously going to run through Patrick Mahomes and that receiving core that we do have. So maybe we are talking too much about it, but it is something that needs to be talked about because, you know, LaShawn McCoy, he was that breath of fresh air there, and he can make some big plays when he's in there. But just the fact that Andy Reid, as you mentioned, talked so much this year about how they were saving him for the playoffs, saving him for the playoffs, and then we haven't seen him at all in the playoffs. So that is something that we need to talk about and possibly look at here in the offseason. But if it does come down to the running back situation, I just look at that as something went terribly wrong with either Patrick Mahomes or this wide receiver core, and hopefully it should not come down to that. Yeah, and, and if we do lose this game, it's not going to because it's not going to be because of the running back situation. That's just that's just going to be the bottom line. Um, and so l- let's move on really quick to uh, let's discuss what do you guys believe is the weaknesses um, of the 49ers offense and defense, and and what are we going to be looking for the Chiefs um, to exploit um, in the Super Bowl? Uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, they're, like I said, they play that zone. 
And we kind of talked about that. Um, you know, they like to sit back in their zone and, and just, you know, be they're comfortable in that. I think if we uh, are able to make them uncomfortable, which we should be able to do with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, um, I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to cover. I know they're a good defense. I know, but I just don't know if there's, uh, you know, any defense that, that is going to be able to cover them, especially when we have just have so many weapons, nobody, you know, they can double Kelsey, then we got, you know, Tyreek's open, or they can double both of them, McColl's open, you know. Uh, it, it's just it's just really hard for any team to be able to stop our stop our offense. The only way that <clears throat> I see them slowing us down is if Mahomes for some reason has an off day. Um, you know, if he's, he gets you know he gets down, he throws a couple interceptions. But even then, like like we've mentioned multiple times, is that you know he doesn't seem to get defeated. He's with down twenty four points and he's on the sideline, you know, trying to pump the team up. You know, it's saying it's not over. So. Um, I think it's going to be pretty tough for them to slow down our offense unless our defense gets completely, you know, ran over for some reason, loses their edge from, you know, the game previous. Um, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I agree. I am completely expecting Mahomes to come out and have yet another perfect um, playoff game and cement the fact that he is um, someone you can count on in the playoffs and someone who can literally put an entire team on their shoulders and uh, bring him to the win category. Um, I just – Mahomes has played so incredible these first, I mean, three playoff games that he's had. Uh, and I don't expect him to stop anytime soon. Um, I think that the weapons around him are too great for him to fail, um, let alone the fact that he's an all-around quarterback. Um, the defense this year is much improved to last, and Tyron Matthew – um, we'll definitely have the defense ready in time for the. I think it'll make this matchup so good here in the Super Bowl. Is that I mean, obviously, you reach a Super Bowl, you're not going to have a whole lot of weaknesses as it is. And you look at this 49ers defense and the Chiefs off against the Chiefs offense. 49ers defense, as mentioned, you know their pass defense, one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Chiefs offense, one of the best in the NFL as well. So I think it's going to come down to you look at the 49ers offense against the Chiefs defense. That is going to decide this game. I look like it, the way I look at it, just because of the fact, you know, it's such an evenly matched offense defense for the 49ers and the Chiefs. That, you know, what is the 49ers offense going to look like against this Chiefs defense that, as of late and really here in the second half of the season, has looked pretty solid and is now top 10 in the NFL? Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, the 49ers have a fantastic defense uh, pretty much all around. And I, I believe that this is going to come down to whether or not the Chiefs can stop that front four. Um, from getting to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously has, you know, great escapability. Um, he can make plays outside of the pocket, make plays inside the pocket, uh, you know, make plays on his feet, whatever he has to do. Um, but this is going to come down to whether or not the Chiefs can stop that front four um, and, you know, open things, which if they can stop him in the front four, it will open up things on the back end um, for these receivers uh, to beat that zone coverage and, um, obviously the, the 49ers are going to come out with things that, you know, we haven't seen before. Um, that's just how the Super Bowl works. Um, but I do have faith in this chiefs team. I have faith in the offensive line. Uh, one thing that I'm kind of interested in seeing is, is if Andrew Wiley gets the start over Stefan Wisniewski, um, I don't think he will get the start over Stefan Wisniewski just because, you know, Steph or Wiz has been playing great over the, the last couple weeks. And um, I think that Wisniewski, is, he's got Super Bowl experience. Um, he's been there before. And so I think that he's going to come out, uh, be the starter at left guard, and uh, the Chiefs are going to roll with that. And I think I think they're going to have a great day uh, against that 49ers front four. They're going to keep Mahomes clean for the most part, and I think Mahomes is just going to pick him apart from the pocket. Uh, you know, he's, he'll make a couple plays on his feet as well. Um, but – you know, overall, I think that this is going to be, I think this is going to be a great game. Um, but, you know, I think the Chiefs walk away with the W in this one. Um, and I have the Chiefs, uh, I'm going to go with an early score prediction of 31 to 24, or actually, I'm going to go 31 27 uh, in the 49ers score a garbage time TD late in the game. I'm going to go with 35 21 Chiefs. I don't know if I'm ready to predict that yet. I have not looked at enough. I, 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 my head is going to tell, or my heart's going to tell me that the Chiefs are going to win big. Um, so I mean, 
I, I think that the Chiefs break 40 again in the playoffs. Um, I think Andy Reid's offense prevails over the 49ers' defense. I think that this, the end score is probably going to be closer to 42 to 27, 42 28. I look at it. I mean, you look at the how Vegas has it. They have it as Chiefs a point and a half favorite, and Vegas is right most of the time when you look as far as that goes. It's point spread. So I think this game is actually going to be a lot closer than people think. I know I saw on Twitter earlier today that there's a lot of executives around the NFL that think the Chiefs are just going to roll the 49ers. I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, it's a Super Bowl, so everyone obviously is going to be on their A game. So I think it's going to be a lot closer. I'll say, and I think it's going to be low scoring than people think. I'm just going to say 27-24 Chiefs. That is fair. And I, I've been bouncing between 31-24 and 31-27 for some time. Uh, but I do think the 49ers get a garbage time touchdown, whether they come from you know 17 score touchdown to get 24 points in the game or uh, 20 points to you know end up at 27. But I think the Chiefs are going to be sitting in a nice position um, at the end of the game and feel comfortable. But, you know, ultimately I think it'll be, like you said, a, a three or four point win, uh, you know, and, and Vegas is, you know, pretty much right all the time. Um, and so they, they open up with a point and a half favorite, like you said, and uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win, you know, I think it's going to be a close game in the end, but I think that they're going to win comfortably. Uh, and, and that's, that's just, like I said, man, this is just a different feeling, uh, than I've had in a lot of a lot of past games. Something we haven't talked about yet. Can you imagine a parade for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? No, oh, I know. I I've got work. I've got work and school. Oh, no, no. I just have work on next Wednesday, uh, or yeah, next or Wednesday after next. When I believe, I think the Super or the Super Bowl parade, if they have one, uh, will be the Wednesday after next. Is that correct? It, they haven't said yet, but I I know they talked to the mayor today on six ten. I was listening to that, and they said that probably to be Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be pretty close to what the Royals was there in twenty fifteen, which theirs was on Wednesday, I believe. So it'll be either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, I'll I'll have to make a day trip up from from Arlington, Texas here, uh, to come up for the parade. I there's, you know, I I don't really have time to come up for the parade. I just don't think there's any way I can miss this. I mean, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't. I think that the Chiefs are going to win a lot of Super Bowls over the next several years. Um, but to uh, go to a Super Bowl parade um, for a team that hasn't won it in 50 years, obviously that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I just don't think there's any chance I can miss this one. Yeah, man. Or if it wasn't, wasn't for watching uh, the game in Iowa with my dad, <clears throat> I would honestly think about, you know, obviously not even have tickets, just driving down to Kansas City and watching it in a bar there or somewhere there. Uh, just because the energy would be, you know, so it would be so awesome to be around. Um, you know, I, I love, you know, I love watching the games with my dad, but if, if we were able to go down there, that would be, that would be awesome. I've seen, the, I remember seeing the pictures from when the Royals did it and it was just, it looked so awesome. Uh, can't even imagine what it would be like with, if the Chiefs did it. Yeah. And I, as a, I mean, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, a Dallas Stars fan, uh, and then a Kansas City Royals and Kansas City Chiefs fan, obviously. Um, and I miss the Royals parade. I miss the Dallas Mavericks parade. There is just no chance in hell that I'm going to miss a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. And for me, I mean, I live an hour from Kansas City, no and so I was able to go to the Royals parade in 2015. I mean, just the atmosphere was a perfect day for it. So many fans. I mean, they're expecting possibly a million fans if the Chiefs win this for a Super Bowl. I mean, that is just something crazy to even think about. Kansas City is going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. And I know for me, I've even talked to my bosses at work, and I said, you know, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl on Sunday, I'm sorry, Monday, I don't think I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. No, I will not be at work on Monday. That is just an absolute fact because I will be popping so many bottles of champagne and drinking so much alcohol that there's just no chance in hell I will make it into work on Monday. No, I, I my boss actually tried to schedule me for Sunday and I just messaged him and I seriously, I was like, that, that's not going to happen. Like, I'm not like you can schedule me for it, but I'm, I'm not going to come in. Like, there's just no. My boss. Had so many people tell her they weren't coming in that she just decided they were going to close the restaurant down. They just said they did it for the championship really? game too. They said that no one was coming to work, so they just that's closed awesome. it. Yeah, that's probably your best bet. And a, a team with the Kansas City Chiefs, like it's a little bit different um, culture than it is with. So, like living in Arlington, um, I was telling my parents this as we we left Kansas City for the divisional game. 
you don't see cowboy stuff all over the place, like in store windows or in, you know, grocery store windows where they're advertising the Cowboys everywhere. Uh, the way that they do the Chiefs in Kansas City, it's just it's just different. And, you know, if the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, you know, these people are not shutting down stores and stuff like that. Um, but my boss, fortunately, if, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he's he'll be cool with it. But, um, yeah, I, if they win the Super Bowl, man, I am 100% there. So um, who knows where I'll actually be because, like Johnny said, there's going to be talks of, over a million people so mm-hmm. um it'll be an absolute cluster but um mm. i'm gonna be there nonetheless yeah and going off of the way you're talking about dallas and in kansas city uh, i have a, you know one of my mom's best friends lives in kansas city and she she sent me a snapchat and uh she's not really a huge she fan but you know she supports him since he lives there uh, and they were just had like after the championship game, they had, you know, people just setting up with merchandise just like outside of like gas stations and just something like in little tents. So it's just something you would not see um, in a lot of other, you know, major markets. And it's just it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Kansas City definitely loves the Chiefs. Uh, they definitely have earned um, a parade downtown. And so I hope that everyone, um, you know, once we get it, I hope everyone's able to come. Uh, Arrowhead Live will definitely be there, um, like we're all discussing now. Um, and I think that, like Grant said, it's going to be the first of hopefully many in the next few years. Yeah, and I, I do believe that it will be the first of many. Um, I think that I think that this team is just special, and you know, despite whatever contract that Patrick Mahomes gets here um, in the off season, I think that uh, this team is going to be special for years to come. And I think you know Andy Reid can right off into the sunset. Uh, if, if he wants to, I don't think he will, but if he wants to retire, if he wins this Super Bowl and wants to retire, I will be 100% happy with that. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see. And, um, you know, moving forward, Patrick Mahomes is going to get that huge contract. Um, and I think that I think that this team is going to continue to, you know, rise and, and uh, be, you know, one of those dynasties that, uh, the Patriots were and, and that the Cowboys were and the 49ers were, I think, I think that we have, I think we have that on our hands in Kansas city. And it's, it's a crazy thing to think about. And I think that's one thing we haven't yeah. talked about yet is Andy Reid and how much the chiefs want to win the super bowl just strictly for him, because you know, he hasn't won that super bowl yet. And that's what a lot of people feel like will get him over that hump. Obviously we all know he's a hall of fame coach. Everybody else, feels that he's a hall of fame coach but that when you have that super bowl to your credit i mean that just adds that much more to your legacy and these chiefs talk about how much they want to win the super bowl for andy reed i don't i'm starting to think now i don't know if there is a chance that the chiefs lose this super bowl just strictly for the fact that kind of feels like a destiny type of team kind of like the royals were in 2015 i mean just seems like this this team has to finish it off for andy reed yeah and i mean kyle shanahan's got plenty of years left so uh he can just go ahead and concede this one to andy yeah, and I think that, you know, like the way that we felt for a long time is, or the past few years is that uh, we just, you know, for a while we were just happy getting to the playoffs. Then we were, uh, you know, we said last year, I was like, we got to get back to the ASU championship. We got to win it. Well, we did that. So, um, you know, it, I think that it will start being, you know, one of those teams where you should expect them to be in the playoffs every year. And I, and I think that we've started to become that a little bit. And, uh, you know, going forward, I think that's going to continue. And whenever you have – the, the best quarterback in the league and Patrick Mahomes, um, you're, you're going to the expectations are going to be higher. And that's something that we haven't had in Kansas City in a long time is, you know, really high expectations. We, uh, you know, growing up, you know, me, my, me and my dad just enjoyed the games. We didn't really expect much. If we could sneak into the playoffs, that would be awesome. Uh, but, you know, now it's going to be, it's going to be nice to be something that we, ex- that is expected. And, uh, you know, we're taken seriously every year. And that's your, when you say ex- high expectations, that's genuinely high expectations. Yeah. I mean, there's been times, you know, during the Alex Smith era uh, when we we're like, oh, this year, you know, we've started 9-0. and We're going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's just it's not like that anymore because we know that we have a guy that can go in the playoffs and that he can get it done. And, uh, you know, I, the the fact that we have, you know, the best player, who I believe, and I'm sure who all three of you believe is the best player in the NFL, yep. um, it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's pretty wild to to think to think about that. And um, you know, I, I know that 
going when we drafted him in the first place. I really, did, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know if he was going to pan out or not. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that he did. So we talked about the Texans game. We talked about the Titans game. We discussed how those games are going to play into the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Um, and we've pretty much covered everything here for you guys. Um, we are happy to have Johnny on here for his first actual Arrowhead Live podcast. As we said, he had a discussion with Bob Fesco. Um, so if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and go check that out um, on Anchor or your favorite podcast platform, wherever it may be. Um, but we will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, we will try to get another short podcast in just to give you guys a quick preview of the Super Bowl before it actually happens. Um, and then, you guys, we got Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl 54 uh, in Miami. And, you know, it's just really surreal at this point. I still don't quite believe it, um, but we're here and we're doing this thing, and we're going to go in here and we're going to get this dub. I know it seems like a lot of the country is against us. Um, it's just for some reason the rest of the fan bases uh, seem to not want us to win this thing, but uh, that that's just all, all the more reason for us to go in um, and get this dub. And uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is episode 29 of Arrowhead Live, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you guys back next week.